if you walk into any organization and regardless of level or title, you pick a random human being and you say, how would you describe your company's values? And in that simple answer, you could generally tell whether or not the company is living their values in everyday life, right? Because leaders often talk about values in a practiced way because it's a script, but the real mm -hmm. values of the organization is the very fabric of the way people behave. You are listening to the Business Leadership Podcast with Edwin Fondozo. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever, wherever you're checking this out, thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. On this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Jeannie Diefenderfer. She is the Chief Executive Officer at Higher Ambition Leadership Alliance, which is a nonprofit community formed by and for CEOs committed to building high-performing organizations that deliver superior economic and social value. Jeannie's experience spans corporate executive leadership, academic board service, and stewardship of purpose-driven nonprofits. And in our conversation, you'll learn how courageous leadership has evolved over time and how authenticity and how being authentic is key to being a successful leader. We also talk about how being a human-centered CEO can help an organization be more successful especially during difficult times. We also talk about how asking other questions can teach you a lot about yourself, including your alignment with your own values. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot Communication, the business leader's preferred cloud phone system. Without further ado, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Jeannie. Great to be here, Edwin. Thank you for having me. I really enjoy the mission or the purpose of Ambition Leadership Alliance, why finding this purpose or this higher purpose that will bring out the better of the people or the leadership teams that they work with. But how have you seen that really change being in the role that you're in now? So I would say most of my life, being in a big company, I felt a lot of leaders have great intentions about their desire to lead with intentions, purpose, values, the right culture, wonderful desires, but to actually act upon them and show through behavior how they practice the art of purpose and higher ambition leadership in their organizations is actually not as common to find. And my aim through this organization and the work with my CEOs is to, one, elevate the platform of these people who practice it every day, but also give an opportunity for others to learn about the how the acting upon values can produce not only greater employee engagement, but loyalty, trust, confidence, and in the end, all those combined together produce better performance. Where does the courage come from these leaders to, to change? I would say the courage actually comes from their background. A lot of them talk about 
what they learned as a child. They talk about their parents, their grandparents, their coaches, their teacher. So that's not that unusual, right? We are the product of our environment. And many of them talk about that when I ask them, where does this come from, this courageous sort of way mm -hmm. of leading? But I do think that traditionally, large corporations have adopted command and control methods. And it's just a history of the corporation in many ways, right? Just like we move from mm -hmm. caring only for shareholders to now we're talking about stakeholders. Whoever thought um, the sense of belonging is a phrase that we would use in corporations today. When I was growing up, anything other than hard facts was considered sort of soft stuff, right? And it was a nice mm -hmm. to have, not necessarily a must have. So I think the world has changed. And in many ways, it has allowed leaders who have this authentic way of leading an opportunity to show themselves to the world and their employee base so they feel more comfortable being more authentic, more vulnerable, and relatable, and not afraid to talk about themselves when they speak with their employees or their colleagues. So I think it's been an evolution. And my hope is that as people start to develop that muscle, it gets easier and more scaled for all of us. Have you seen maybe some type of patterns or the type of person that will bring in this change into their organization? So I would say that there is this sense of leaders who find it easier to show up more authentic comes from generally the way they let the, their lives in their personal life and who they had to look up to in their both personal life and professional life to learn from. We are animals of conditioning over the years. And I found that courageous leaders tend to become more so because they had the fortune and sometimes it's by chance, right? Because when you're young, you don't necessarily go around looking for courageous leaders, right? You're just heads down and doing the job. But many of us by chance or by luck, happen to be surrounded by one or two or more others who teach us how to behave more courageous. And then it's, you get conditioned by them. And then you get reinforcement. I certainly did when I behaved that way. And I got some positive feedback. Oh, this is good. I'm going to do more of this. And it feels safer. It feels better as a leader to stretch my arms a little bit. And then that's how you become. And then you tend to flock with other people with the same kind of wings, right? And it, you create that scaled version of the cohort, so to speak. Are you seeing it getting adopted, especially when they're having the dialogue with their entire team? Yeah. I would say that it's more, most expeditious when that kind of behavior comes from the top, right? Because when you have the top of the house who believes in that kind of values, who practices that way, it's easier for the people underneath to look up and adapt those behaviors. Can it be done if it's not at the top? I do believe it can be done. I just think it's harder. And I do think it takes longer to create that critical mass below the CEO to actually make that adaptable. 
I would say. And when the CEO, this is why our organization really focuses on being CEO sponsored. Because when we have the mm-hmm. cohort of CEOs, we find that the adaptability of the leadership team underneath is exponentially faster. I'd love it if you could touch base on some of the distinctive ways that these human-centered CEOs really fuel the performance now. Yeah, and it's sort of how we started, Edwin, right? There are definitely characteristics of those people who embody human-centered CEO attributes. And I would say one distinct one is the sense of being okay with being vulnerable and being okay to say, I had a very difficult, and we luckily, the silver lining of the pandemic, of course, was that when CEOs had to have meetings where there were the same size Hollywood box like everybody else, and you saw them sometimes in the background of their own homes, granted, their homes may be much nicer than others, but I heard from CEOs who said, I had issues. I had three kids trying to learn online using up the same internet bandwidth. I had elderly parents living (laughs) with me who had to be cared for. So all the stress levels, right? What's so fascinating about the pandemic is that it really became a forcing function of an equalizer. And it created an environment where Everybody, bar none, had a similar experience. And it human-centered CEOs, because just who they are, they took that to say, I need to focus my energy on generally two things. One, keeping my employees safe. And two, business continuity, keeping the business alive. And it became very clear for them to be humans, to say, these are the kind of things I'm going to do. I'm having issues myself with lots of these things. We're going to do it together. And sometimes I'm going to be successful. Other times I'm going to trip up. You're going to see it all. And we're going to work together to come out on the other side. And it, it became a rallying cry for employees to watch that authentic way of leading and being a human being to say, you know what? One, I trust that person because that person I can relate to. I I could tell that they are not telling me stories that's not true. And they may not have all the answers, but I trust that they're really, they have the right goals in mind. They have my best interest in mind. And therefore, I'm going to do everything I can to support them. Jeannie, when it comes to values now and how you think, you know, why the company not only should include the values or really live by it for their culture to succeed. Yeah. And I think every company has published values, right? I would say nobody has no values on posters and walls, right? The question is, how are you demonstrating those values in the way you operate your business? And I always believe that if you walk into any organization and regardless of level or title, you pick a random human being and you say, 
how would you describe your company's values? And in that simple answer, you could generally tell whether or not the company is living their values in everyday life, right? Because leaders often talk about values in a practiced way because it's a script, but the real Mm -hmm. values of the organization is the very fabric of the way people behave and how that gets institutionalized into their... I wanted to actually find out how your organization, higher ambition, leadership, what were the type of support mechanisms that that the organization had during COVID to help some of the members? No, like everybody else, nothing was business as usual. And we actually huddled with our member companies and immediately convened a set of leaders. Sometimes HR leaders would come together to talk about their specific challenges. Other times, operational leaders will come together and talk about their specific challenges. And then we have CEOs come together to also share ideas around how they're handling um, their situation, whether or not they were in same industry or different industry. So it was a bit of a comforting process for them to Mm -hmm. be with cohorts of others who share their values and the way they lead. And I think they learned a lot just to be together and hear each other's ideas, challenges, and things that are working and not working. for someone who has a long, successful career, and obviously being within this organization, you're always looking at how business leaders could learn and be better. I'm curious, what are you working on now for yourself as, as a leader and maybe some of the gaps that you identified as yourself as well and what you're sharing as well as you grow? Oh my God, it's a wonderful question, Edwin. And I can honestly say that having worked 28 years at a very large company before retiring or refreshing or whatever we call it to do something different, and that was 10 years ago, I would say I did not necessarily practice higher ambition leadership when I was working in a consistent manner But I knew that fundamentally, I had the right set of values that I always relied on, particularly during difficult times. But I I always say to people that I am the biggest experiment there is because the work of self-reflection, it is a evergreen process. I am fascinated by how my mind works. And therefore, what I would say is I work on couple of things. One is every interaction I have, I try to enter it with curiosity and not judgment. Because I know that when I judge others, it comes from the place of judging myself. And this is very hard. (laughs) It's very hard for people to do. And the other thing is practice deep listening that give the other party the gift of your attention because the other party is worthy of your attention when you choose to give it that's that's huge genie i got the i got the shivers as you <laughs> shared and i really appreciate what you said where it's i'm the greatest experiment yeah. and if you lean into curiosity 
and not judgment, you are also being that role model as well for your team and other CEOs who are doing that. Before we end, if you could share maybe some final thoughts, observations. Ideally, I'm looking for actionable recommendations for the CEO, the executive that is listening out there who is looking maybe for a way, for an edge to grow as a business leader. Yeah, I think the most important thing we can do is ask those around us whether or not what we say is aligned with how we behave. It's the best way to learn if you're aligned with your values. And then keep asking and learning. And there's so much we can learn by simply asking the questions rather than feeling like you have to have the answers all the time. Jeannie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. That's it, Biz Leader. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode 182 with Jeannie Diefenderfer. If you want to learn more about Jeannie, her organization, or anything else that we shared, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 182 or simply slide into the show notes in the podcast app that you're listening to right now. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, comment, and leave a review. It helps the show reach other business leaders just like you. And I personally love reading the comments. This episode was brought to you by Slingshot Communication, the business leader's preferred cloud phone service. What I love about the service is that I'm able to grow and scale my impact by 100 times by allowing the systems in place to transform the way I, I work. I have the ability to send a text message, an SMS text message to my team members, my stakeholders, my customers from my own very dedicated phone number using an app. So I don't have to use my personal number anymore. And after hours and on weekends, I turn off the app so I don't get disturbed and so I could stay present with my family and my friends. To learn more, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash SMS. Until next time, do your best and have a 100x day. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast with Edwin Frondozo.